Hi guys, welcome back to My Steps to Sobriety, the show on YouTube and as a podcast with me, your host, Stefan Neff. Today is another day for an interview and I am absolutely blessed to have Michelle Boulay with me. Michelle is a lady and I need to cheat here because she has got the most beautiful Instagram handle. She's an artist, dancer, healer, coach, curious, open, powerful heart. Now, how better to describe yourself as, as the person that, that you are than with these eight, eight words? I found that, oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So, Michelle, thank you so much for coming on to, on to my show. I'm that excited to explore how to love yourself in the most, most gorgeous way with you. Thank you for having me here. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Oh, Michelle, you are an amazing woman um, who loves to express, you love to express yourself uh, in the form of dance. And I've had, in preparation of that interview, I've uh, followed you and, and seen you dancing. And it's lovely, the, the way you express your creativity in these hard and dark times with COVID that you're dancing with the hydrant or you're dancing with, <laughs> with, <laughs> with just there and then. And it's absolutely gorgeous. Have you been always been like that as, as a young girl? Have you, have you been dancing with the trees? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> I, I started dancing when I was five. I don't know if I was dancing with the trees. Um, uh, but dance has always been a part of my life. And I think, you know, I, I, as a, as a creative person, um, I, I, I work with what I have and I don't have a studio now and I don't have people around me now. Um, and there was a project that I did back in 2018 when for my 41st birthday, I committed to doing um, 41 videos on Instagram and, and Facebook on a score that I called moving backwards. So I, I started, that's when I really started making lots of little short videos, you know, for social media. Um, and, and it was dancing like, and I was in many different places in the world. I was in Bali, I was in Santa Fe, I was in Illinois, I was in New York. I was, I was traveling a lot during that time, which is definitely not possible now. So for me, these little moments are just, they're a way to share. They're a way to to share my practice, to just see what happens. And in those moments, I really let them be like when I'm called to make something. And also, you know, like to not hide. <laughs> if I want to be present in the world, if I want to connect to a lot of people, I can't do that in my closet. Oh, that's, that's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Uh, but that was not how you started out. Um, when you started, when you started dancing at age of five, was that sort of the, the typical kind of ballerina all in pink and, and uh, doing that? Or was that part of school productions? How did you start off? Yeah, my mom put, or my mom and my dad, uh, I have three or two sisters and a brother and my two sisters and I started dancing when we were young. So we were, we, we were in dance class and I, I think I took to it um, and I had a sort of natural coordination and affinity for it and a way of performing and I stuck with it when my sisters quit. And then, you know, through doing it and through sort of being led by maybe some poor choices, namely what I was doing in ballet, I, I, got, it, I got injured and I thought I was done. I, I really thought I was done dancing completely. But long story short, it, it came back into my life. And those injuries actually taught me a lot and guided me in ways, in a way that I like to say the, the body course corrects us or life course corrects us. Like if it's not, if it's not showing up in accordance with my desire or building more joy in my life, what, what, what am I, where am I making a faulty choice here? Very good point. Very good point. May I ask what these injuries were? Yeah, um, the one that uh, where I really had to quit was just that I I was someone said at maybe age thirteen or something that I had to choose. I was doing ballet and tap and jazz and acrobatics, and someone said you have to choose. 
And I was like, oh, okay, I don't know what else to do. I guess I see dance magazine that has ballerinas on it. I guess that's how you make a living. So I started trying to do that. And it just wasn't always the best training. Like ballet has this thing where it asks you to conform to a very specific shape. And um, not everyone's body is built for that. Uh, and if you're and if you're like doing things out of alignment, and we you could use this for life too, you'll get hurt. <laughs> so mm. I had really bad tendonitis in my ankles around my mm. ankles, it hurt to walk. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I had the same Achilles tendonitis, um, mm. and it's one of the most excruciating things that you bloody well can have. Um, yeah. For 18 months, I was I was hobbling. If I did 2,000 steps a day, then it was a lot and it was yeah. excruciating. Interesting, interesting. So whoever is out there, the energy out there was already trying to tell you at 13, hang on girl, um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe wrong path here. Yeah, we, we have different plans in mind for you. And, and you know, I think that's the thing where it's like, I, I, it taught me to learn to look at these disappointments, these quote unquote disappointments as gifts. Mm. And I, and I think it set in that mentality and, you know, to, to do that, but then also to really listen and be open to where I'm led and, and kind of what shows up. And I think, you know, for me personally, I, so I started dancing again. It, it, it flowed. I, I moved to New York a week, a week after graduation it's not like I, I had little disappointments in there, including injuries or things I was thinking about my career, but, but in general, it really showed up for me. And I feel like I'm at a time in my life now where I just left New York um, and I'm deciding how I want to continue to shape my life moving forward. Dance, is, dance will always be in there. It's, it's always a teacher for me. I, I like to say that learning to dance well is learning to live well because it's all about movement and, and letting things move through. And I think also from, <clears throat> from my childhood, I remember always feeling that I was allowing something to move through me. I, I was giving space for something to be expressed. And, and I feel like whatever that is for a person, whether it's, it's you know, being a dancer, being a chef, being a parent, I, I think when a person can connect with that and find themselves within that within that purpose, life aligns in a certain way around that person. Mm. They're supported. And then like, again, like the next thing will come in to ask them to grow even more. So true. The challenge. So true. Yeah. But I mean, I postulate here that these were not the faults that you had in mind when you were 13 and had nasty tendinitis around your ankle. Um, these are the faults of a, of a woman who has learned through life. Uh, yes. <laughs> How did you feel about your ankles when you were 13, when you were 14? Uh, so yeah, this, this was like when I, I started doing ballet more seriously when I was 13, 14, and it was around, it was when I was about 16 when, right. when things started to go wrong and, um, I was crushed. I, I, it was like, it coincided in a time when my high school boyfriend broke up with me. I, I didn't know what to do with myself. I can see pictures of me from that time and my eyes don't have vitality. Hmm. I, I sat in the bathtub listening to Billie Holiday and my parents were like, what's going on with her? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, I didn't know that. Um, but I think I've always had, uh, I've always had something kind of like some part of me that, has always been looking. So when I went to college, not for dance, I was like, okay, where am I going to put all this? What am I going to study? And I, and I looked at like 10 different departments. And then I walked by the dance studio one day and I said, oh, wow, there's a dance building here. <laughs> and then I, start, I started dancing again in that, that um, university, the University of Illinois, they had a very holistic way of, of training and approaching movement. So I relearned how to approach my body. And that only went further. Like that laid a wonderful foundation for yeah. me yeah. to then be in New York, to, to come against, you know, like face yeah. other injuries, to start looking at holistic healing yeah. and a really different understanding of, of what actually is vitality in a person's body, what helps it to function at its optimum. Beautiful, beautiful. And I guess that is, that is a path in its own right. 
because you don't just wake up and say, wow, okay, there's this energy and I feel it goes this way and that way. That's how I harness it. And that's what I do about it. It doesn't work like that. You, you get little glimpses, I assume, um, just as much as it is, it is with, with recovery or with, with any self-improvement, you're walking down this, this dark corridor and suddenly a door opens, but it doesn't open fully. It opens just a little bit and there's that sliver of light coming through and you get a glimpse of something and you think, whoa, okay, this energy. Hmm. And so yeah. you, you, had, you, were, you were in a dark place when you were 16. And then you went to... I've been in to, other dark places too. <laughs> oh, well, please, please, please. <laughs> Take one at a time. <laughs> okay. Oh, goodness. Uh, well, that's maybe the good thing that, that our life is a roller coaster. Because if all these black things come together in just one section and you never see any more light, crikey. Uh, so you saw some light. And that was you were, must have been about 18 when you then went into, into college thereabouts. Yeah. 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 So, and what would have happened if there was no dance studio? What would you have become? What was sort of your your original plan? Yeah, you know, I, I oh, what would I, I don't know what would have happened, but <laughs> I I feel like I landed there and that's what's, what happened. But huh. if you're asking like what I looked at, I looked at English major, sociology, Spanish, urban planning, architecture, uh, journalism. <laughs> like, I was just like, what can I do with, with what can I do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and I think I think it's actually uh, um, it's a real challenge for people when they're not connected to their purpose. Mm. You know, and, and I it, think, I, yeah, I think what you're saying about like these little glimmers, there's something that I've had mentors tell me, like, notice what you notice. Mm. What is it that you pay attention to when you're walking down the street, or a song you hear, or something, and and to really pay attention to those things. And, and follow them because it, it just might be the, that little bit of desire that leads you to the next thing you need to discover. <laughs> so true. So true. I've, I've, one of the interviews that has just been aired was with CQ, who is Michael Karaskio. He is a, he is a soldier who ended up severely, severely injured on the battlefield and then ended up in, in horrendous PTSD. And his whole mantra nowadays is that you should try as many things as you can because you never know what what sticks he is now a comedian he is now going out there and having a ball of a time but that was something that that he finally after years of darkness he he took every offer that the veterans affairs we're saying there from, hey, do you want to learn how to play golf to, hey, we've got this comedy course. And he says, yes, yes, yes. And suddenly he was a comedian. And I guess that's the point. You never know what is out there unless you try, unless you pay attention to yeah. the doors that are a little, little ajar and you think, hmm, okay, go out there, explore. And... Yeah. That's the most beautiful thing. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, wow. It's so attached to who we think we are, too. Isn't it? Isn't it? It's yeah. amazing. That's right. That's right. And, and, and then it's hard because the more you're attached to that, uh, to that, to that vision and perception and prejudice and all that, uh, what then happens if suddenly your world changes and that defined you? can no longer exist for reasons yeah. whatsoever. Um, take COVID now, suddenly mm -hmm. your workplace is gone. Ta your your whole way of life is gone. If you thrived on socializing, thrived on meeting people, if your business was direct face-to-face -face contact and suddenly that's no longer there, one, what do you do? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's really a time that has asked people to be resourceful, mm. you know, like to create in different ways or, or to create within the limitations. And I, I know I've, you know, just the conversations I've had with so many people, it's especially in the work I've done that people have really had, they, they've come face to face with themselves. There's no distractions. 
<laughs> and that's a challenge. Suddenly yeah. you have to deal with your emotions. You have to recognize them what they are. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> so you were 18. You were um you were healing. So you're 16, you had the tendinitis. Did that completely settle down by the time you walked past the dance studio? Um it it had not entirely, I couldn't do ballet. I, mm. I was doing things where it, what, that, like, this is technical, but like the rotation of, of like a, the turnout in ballet, just, I couldn't do that. Mm. So I, it took me a while to eventually get to that. So it did, it didn't go away and my body changed and, mm. you know, it was a whole re-identify, like re-see, or I didn't, I didn't know who I was. Mm. Wonderful. But yeah, but still the passion was there. The vision was still in your heart that dance, you recognized that dance was a solution. Well, yeah, well, no, I don't even know if I don't even know if I consciously thought that. I just walked by that dance studio studio and I said, hmm. And I walked up to the door and I opened it and I looked in the window and I was like, what are they doing? It was it was a non-majors dance course. Yeah. So it was a bunch of like, you know, college guys in their shorts and their t-shirts. And it, 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 like, I was like, what, what kind of dance is like, I didn't understand. So then I looked at the dance catalog, which at that time was paper and I signed up for a course, but I, I didn't know that it, I was going to be moving to New York a week after I graduated. You know, I, I think I, and it was, it's funny because I didn't think about it too much. I just did it. Beautiful intuition and uh, and being able to follow your gut and yeah. actually turning out the right way yeah and i can't say that's happened in every area of my life but it happened like that with dancing <laughs> <laughs> do you think that do you think that this gut feeling do you think that this intuition is a form of energy out there that wants to tell you where you may be should go or should listen to is that your belief system or do you wouldn't you put it so um philosophical would you rather think uh i don't know i just knew what to do i guess i i, I would look at it in a in a couple ways one i do believe we we have an an inner knowing and an inner compass and i i think it's the same knowing that you know it's like the 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 worm knows it needs to go over there to get the food or over or over here with humans we can think so we start to complicate things <laughs> you know <laughs> um so I, I do believe we have an inner knowing and i do believe there's something about how we can foster within ourselves the the quality of life that we want the feeling that we want and then we start to resonate with that and that that then that then helps a person to see this is where I need to be. This is what I need to say. I think there, I think an alignment, just like there's a body alignment that, you know, I'd spent decades working on to let something move through, to let something connect. I also feel like there's a lot, an alignment in our awareness that allows something to move through. So something to be expressed and created. Mm. So true. So true. And if you if you take an example of the of medicine, uh, we know that your spine um, is a beautiful beautiful construct there that is sort of strong and, and beautiful. But in reality, if you were to look more closely at the spine, it is so easy for the various levels of the spine to get just a little bit disconnected and just yeah. a little bit out of alignment. And if you were to talk to a chiropractor or to an osteopath, people who really focus on realigning the spine properly with different exercises, with different maybe manipulations, etc. And suddenly you're freeing up energy flows that are amazing, absolutely amazing. So therefore, if if some of you are listening in and thinking, what a mumbo jumbo energy flows and things like that, actually guys, there is something there that actually is there. And you don't need, okay, if you if your spine is supposed to be like that and it's like that, well, sorry guys, you're in a wheelchair, okay? But if it's supposed to be like that and just a bit like that, you're not clinically ill. You, you actually don't know that there's something wrong, but your body does. The yeah. way the, the energy then flows is not right. And 
that level, if that is, let's say, on the on the thoracic spine, sort of, you know, so halfway down, well, that can affect the way that your heart is working. If that is a bit lower down, that might affect your, how your gut is working, etc. So suddenly, by realigning things, you can actually change organ systems the way they work. So, no, this is not mumbo jumbo. Um, this is something that we're only just learning about in the Western medicine that has been absolutely normal for Eastern medicine or other constructs where people look at more at energy flows as the reasons for well-being and disease. So, no, for the critics out there and for the skeptics out there, I'm the biggest skeptic. I can normally I can normally detect bullshit from a mile away, and I have to say I think uh, the the issue of energy healing and of of paying attention to alignment within your body there is very much something to be said about that. Yeah, I mean I think there's a the statistic I can't remember what it is exactly, but if all the matter of the universe were be to like condensed, it would be the size of a dice or something like that, mm-hmm. or the, or our universe or something or you know, this statistic that we are 99.99999% energy and 0.00001% matter. You know, it's like there is so, we are space. Oh, that's, that's true. So, and it is, and there are energies out there um, that we don't understand whatsoever. Give you an example, guys. You know, all your, your typical senses, okay? You can see, you can smell, you can hear. Imagine you're standing or you're sitting in your car, you've driven up to the traffic lights, it's red. And behind you are cars, and suddenly you know two cars behind you on the left, someone is looking at you. And you turn around and the guy goes. And he you've just caught him looking at you. How the hell did you know that? There is no sense that could possibly tell you that this guy is looking at you. So, but you all have had that that scenario. So that is one example of the many energies that are out there that we have no freaking clue about. So therefore, let's just accept for the time being that there are energies and that we can either allow them to flow and maybe follow them. That might be sort of your gut feeling or it might be your intuition or whatever it is. Or you could try to block them and see what happens. Exactly. It's, it's like choose your own medicine and, and see, you know, wisdom comes through through lived experience. Oh, touche, touche. <laughs> you know, it's like, and I, I always like to say, I would say this in my teaching, there's no right or wrong, but what what does what is your choice making possible? Huh. You know, That's so true. I love yeah. that. I love that. Exactly. Yes, yes. If you have got two choices, one is negative, one is positive. Well, why do you want to choose the negative? What could possibly cause possibly wait there, um, apart from from self fulfilling prophecies? I'm yeah. not good enough. Therefore, yeah. therefore, I prove to myself that I'm not good enough. Yeah. Okay, that will work. Or you could yeah. say, I can do that. I can dance. Yeah, and what does it make possible? Exactly. And is it in agreement with what you want your life to be? Because I do feel that we can create our lives as as we want to. We don't always give ourselves permission <laughs> with that. With what you just said, of like, am I good enough? Am, you know, am I am I worthy enough? Am I lovable? No, it's like the person gets to decide that. And I and I feel like we find freedom and we don't let anyone else make that decision for us. Oh, give me some examples, please, how people have come to you. Because here you are an, 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 a dancer, an artist, uh, but you're also a healer. How does that actually work in daily life? How do people actually find you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I lived in New York for close to 21 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's another like quote unquote synchronicity. I went to take a class in the morning, uh, taught by someone who was one of my teachers and we were talking before and he said, Oh, I can't be here next week. Can you, can you sub for me? And I was like, okay. (laughs) I was like, so that became the first class I taught in New York. I taught in college. I taught when I was like a, 
in a little dance studio when I was, you know, like 10, 10 to 13 years old. Um, so I started teaching and, and I enjoyed it. And I, and I just, again, followed that desire to keep teaching. Um, and I also was, you know, because of the injuries that I experienced, I, I got really interested in studying the body and different somatic modalities. And I would like, to, I'd come home to visit my parents and my family and I would like practice on my sisters. And um, <laughs> I, I love that. And then what happened was in, um, I was injured in 2007. I had a bad ankle sprain. And prior to this, I had already been working with practitioners who were expanding my reality of what makes the body function. Like my back hurts and, and, and the doctor I went to was like, okay, we need to work on your anger. And I was like, my anger, whoa. You know, and that, that unfolded something for me. <laughs> um, okay. but, in, but in 2007, I, I discovered the body talk system. And, and I went to that, again, like there, I didn't have an agenda when I went to that training, but I was like, I'm curious about this. What happened first was I had this ankle sprain. I went to see this practitioner because this email landed in my inbox and I knew her from some years ago in dance and she worked on me and my, and she did like tapping and, you know, she was saying like, we need to link this to this, let this talk to this. And she would tap it in. And then I walked out and I was like, wait, my ankle feels better. There was no chiropractic adjustment. There was no tissue manipulation. And so I, I went to her again next week. And then I, and then I signed up for the basic training of that modality. And then I, and then I signed up for, you know, like the, the fundamentals training. And I remember saying to myself, when I went to that training, I don't know if I'm going to become a practitioner, but I know it's going to change my life. Um, so this is a long way of saying that again, I wasn't, I wasn't like, this is my goal and this is how I'm going to do it. Yeah. I, I was just kind of following my gut. And then I, I wanted to practice the, it was so fascinating to me. So I wanted to share it. And I had already had a reputation as a teacher and a dancer in yeah. New York. And so Pete, I, I sent an email to my list and I was like, Pete, does anyone want to come for a session while I'm training? And that just grew and grew and grew until I was, you know, I, I had for uh, that, that. So I got certified in 2008. And since then I've had a practice that was in the beginning, it was mostly healing. And again, I was teaching throughout this whole time, just teaching dance and creative practices. Um, and then over like in 2000, what, 2019, I integrated coaching into my work for specific reasons. I found that I, I, I decided, it was the second time in my life that had happened to that, like maybe 14 years prior that I wanted a coach. And it was just that someone was in touch with me and I, and I resisted at first. I was like, oh, why, why is he trying to sell me something? Like, what's he, like, he's trying to get my money, like all those things. And, and then, and so, you know, four months later, I call him up. I'm like, I think I need your help. <laughs> and, and so I'm not the only skeptic here, is it? <laughs> no, no, I mean, I was even a skeptic of body talk in some ways. I was like, what is, like, no, this, even when I would see people getting these results, I was like, what is happening but I, I think I'm also open and willing to try uh, things and, uh, and just to go somewhere. And I, I think that's just part of, part of my nature in many facets of my life. I can't say it's in all of them, but it's kind of like, why not? Well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Look, I'm, I have a little bit of understanding of body talk, but it's probably nebulous compared with, with, with your in-depth understanding. And more importantly, many of our, our listeners and viewers might actually have no idea what we are talking about. Uh, are you able to, to, to tell me in a few sentences what, what body talk is all about? Yeah, it's it's based on uh, what I was saying about the body has an innate wisdom that's organizing your healing, your potential, your growth. When we experience stress, trauma, injury, all the communication systems there are there are so more than we know that are supporting that that life within a person, they start to break down. So body talk has this um, the practitioner you, like traditionally it's done with a person on a table. Um, and, um, like a massage table. And uh, the practitioner is using muscle testing to ask what the priorities are for healing. And the practitioner is following a very specific protocol chart. It's, it's very systematic. And once those formulas are found, what needs to link to what, what part of the body needs to link to another part of the body, or what, um, 
if we talk energy, like what meridian from traditional Chinese medicine needs to link to a memory, you build these things and then you tap them in. And then the body, when, when these things can connect again, it, it, it does the healing it knows how to do. So it's this beautiful premise where, where you just ask, you ask, you don't tell, you ask. And it's, it's interesting, you know, what, what that really gave me was a really solid foundation that we do have this wisdom coursing through us. We do, our bodies do know how to heal. We are empowered when we're in the right environments and, and, and in the right relationship or relationships. I think the thing that's interesting with coaching is there's more, um, there's more directing a person as to what to do. Um, and I found that a lot of times people, like the thing that's hard for people is when they, when they face their truth, when they see what's true for them and, and then they run away. And I think for coaching for me is to help a person get really honest with what's there, who they are and what they want and, and, and how we can support that coming into the world. It's, it's a definitely a more active practice. Interesting, interesting to see that uh, the difference between asking for a solution or asking a question towards more uh, maybe guiding. Guiding could be a word. Uh, before we go there, the, uh, you you took the words out of my mouth because when you were discussing the the energy flow, I immediately thought about the meridians. And again, for those of you out there who don't know what we are talking about, in the traditional Chinese medicine, there are um, a number of meridians, which are basically highways of energy um, that normally send the energy around the body just as much as there are blood vessels that sending blood around the body so you can imagine that similarly and these these energy points can sometimes get blocked or diverted etc that's where then specific points can be targeted in the chinese medicine uh with shuats uh or with with um with acupuncture where you basically try to get the energy flowing again so that's what the acupuncture truly is about. Uh, but here we are talking equally in this uh, body-mind relationship. We're talking a similar kind of flow of energy. Yeah. And it's quite amazing. It is, once you have experienced it yourself, however critical you are, however skeptical you are, you have to admit, bloody hell, there is more to life than we do understand. Uh, and you can, you can jump on, on <laughs> up and down like a two-year-old and have a hissy fit and say, no, I don't want to believe that. But it, unfortunately, yeah, <laughs> there are things out there. So yeah, that's, and I, I think it, it like for me, it just boils down to like a person can believe what they want to believe, mm. you know, and it's just like, again, it's always like, what does it make possible in their life? Yeah, yeah. But there are certain things you don't need to believe in. So, yes, of course, if you believe just strong enough into something, then it will happen. So that's what we call a placebo effect. OK, if I if I sell you something just in the right way, if I say there is this tablet here. And it's such a powerful tablet. I have to wear gloves. I can only use pincers to take actually this tablet. Now put it very carefully underneath your tongue. Careful, careful, careful. Oh, wow. And now just savor it. If I just do that with that sugar tablet, which I've given you, you will think, wow, great, fantastic. I'm going to get whatever I, I put into your mind that will happen. But that will happen maybe for a maximum of three months then the placebo effect will wear off. So that's placebo when you want something to happen. But what, when you believe something will happen. That is correct. That's correct. Yeah. Well, Michelle, what we are talking about here is actually you doing something like, for example, when you underwent yourself that, uh, that treatment and that realignment and suddenly your ankle got better. You think, what the hell? And so you don't have to believe it. It will yeah. just happen. And that's the amazing thing. Mm -hmm. So cool, cool stuff out there, guys. So please be open and don't don't be too skeptical. Okay, you 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 close doors that maybe should be open for you. Yeah, and and maybe you know it, there's like a timing for everything too. You know, it's just like maybe this will open someone's door just slightly. 
Mm-hmm. And, and, and if it, like what you were saying before, like if there's a door that's open, you, you know, you choose to walk through it if you want to. Mm. Wow. Uh, now at the moment you're, you have developed all that skill and all that working with people and tapping last time I looked, that's within the two meters between <laughs> within the six feet of social distancing. So, <laughs> so <laughs> it's hard to take a stick and go tap, tap. Um, yeah, I, mean, I do every, all my work is online right now. And oh, I, wow. I, I, I like this, this is the thing through energy work too. There is such a thing as distant healing. And I don't have to be in the room with someone. Tell and me this, more. This is, tell me more about that because I'm intrigued about that. I, I yeah. I'm aware of it, and I'm aware that that actually someone has done that to me, and has helped me. Okay, mm-hmm. I have to admit that. Uh, but how the hell can you shed a bit more light onto that? Yeah, for me, it's 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 we are consciousness. You know, we are this space in a, in a quantum theory perspective of it would be like there is a field of, of infinite potential. There, and, and then we choose to, to, I like to say it, like witness things into their potential, like things, what is it called, that, that theory, like things collapse into reality. So with distant healing, everything is organized by consciousness or energy. So when you work on that level, the 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 it's like our bodies are beyond time and space in a way when you're when you're working in that field of consciousness the the physical the physical is affected it's just like the thoughts you're affected by what you think there's a whole book called the biology of belief by dr bruce lipton and it's all about what you believe yourself to be man becomes what he thinks about all day long what you were saying earlier like oh i'm not good enough you'll become not good enough you start to believe i'm good enough You'll, you'll behave in a way also that shows you you're good enough. It will affect your, your genetic, you know, epigenetics. It's like your, your diet, your lifestyle, your thinking, your, your emo- mental, emotional health affects your gene expression. Yeah. So, you know, for me in first experiencing this again, I was like, hmm, I don't know, but I, there were times when I had injuries, I was on tour. I remember there was, I think it was a time I was in Chicago and and there were probably were times before this actually, but I remember I had an injury. So I called a practitioner who was in Canada in, in like more like Western Canada. And I, I was there like getting the session, just like being quiet. And I could literally feel like, Whoa, this is moving. This is moving. This is moving. And, I was, and it was amazing to me, you know, that, that I could feel that. And I know I do have a sensitivity to that because I've spent, you know, the 10,000 plus hours being able to listen to what is moving within and through my body and being able to open up to that. And I think that's a, that's a skill that a dancer develops. That's a skill that a person who commits to spending time with their body, you know, this sort of like record of who we are, um, learns to, to access and direct. Mm. And that's of course, that fits together with your highly sensitive makeup as a creative artist as a person so you have just tuned the radio to the perfect sound coming out of your body you are taking the time to learn what your body wants to tell you and you are not obstructing energy forces that are there to help you and that's yeah. actually quite an intriguing thing. I think there's also a real listening. There's a receiving yeah. involved in that. And that runs counter to a lot of the ways our culture, our predominant culture has been built. You got to do it. You got to do it. You got to do it. You know, you got to make it happen. You got to make it work. And I, I, I noticed this, you know, maybe in my 20s when I would just like go out and take a photo and I, and it, I would just kind of he, like hear it for me. That's, that's how, that's how I'm wired. I would just know the moment and I would take it and then and then I would try to take it again. You know, it's just like, and it, and it just wouldn't turn out as good. <laughs> you know, when I try to make that moment happen. So, and I think, you know, I've done a lot of improvisation as a dancer too. And there's a tuning in that to be able to listen to what's happening in the moment, not to try to plan, okay, this is, you know, like this, I can do this now when that person runs this way, that way, because you have no idea where the other person's going to run. So it's just like, here's the now, here's the now, like present moment, present moment, present moment. Um, 
And I, and I find that now too, in some of the, the videos I've been making recently, it's, yeah. I can just, I just, it's, it's now's the time, do it. Here's the moment, <laughs> do it. And, and, you know, I, I, yeah, I think we have a capacity to listen to that. And I, I noticed that in, on your uh, on the descriptions of your dancers, uh, when you say, actually, I was about to do X, and then I had this moment, and here's the creativity, boom, and there's you dancing. And I, I find that intriguing and, and l just lovely um, to, to meet someone who is willing to listen and do something then about it. Because that's... In, as far as I see it, that's the next step from, from the kind of normal mindfulness, from the normal ability to distance yourself from what is happening, looking from the outside in and seeing why you tick, why you do have certain responses, why you get triggered by certain behaviors around you, etc. So there is this, there's the emotions in you that you initially start to explore and see what they are doing to you. So that's sort of the first step. But then when you come to energy, etc., that's sort of the next step above, or in fact, actually below, however you look at it. It is, uh, it is, there are things that are just working together. And if you develop an insight there as well, together with mindfulness and other techniques that, that, are more widely accessible and accepted, then you can only enrich your life because ultimately you you put another string to your bow, you put another another skill set to your repertoire, and how beautiful is that? I mean, yeah, and everything you're saying too is is action. True, you know, because it's it's I could like sit and think about it. All, you know, like in meditation all day long, which, which I'm not, you know, like I've done that, <laughs> but I think there's times as like a creator, if a person is called again, like whatever an individual is called to where it's the action. I mean, even, even that choice is, a, is an action hmm. to sit in silence, you know, but I, but I think it's, it's, it's that, it's, it's that, that like following the call to action and seeing what arises through that interaction interaction i never thought of it like you know that <laughs> <word>. <laughs> <laughs> <Touché. laughs> yeah, so true so true so true <laughs> oh michelle oh well if you if you were to go back in time if you had a time machine what would be the one thing that you would change in your past is there one thing that you would alter? No. Beautiful. Beautiful. Because you have taken whatever life has thrown you and you have integrated it, you have analyzed it, you have come to terms with it, you put it to bed when it was required and you're using it as a foundation, a solid foundation to build the future. Yeah. And I think wonderful. Yeah. I, I think, you know, one thing I've explored a lot in the recent several months is how shame and guilt, you know, looking back at the past with the lens of that on it or, or making meaning of on it or saying I'm a failure because of that or whatever it's, it's all, life is happening for us. Like I feel everything is necessary mm. and I do feel very blessed and, and happy with my journey. So I, I'm not in a place of wishing my past were different. I, mm. it's, it's a funny question. You know, it's like, I want to just, keep, I just want to be here now and keep creating a, a, a future. A beautiful that I vision, Yeah. And dream of. And that's exactly it. It is, you need a vision and you need to define what you want to be when you grow up. And <laughs> that applies when you're 15, that applies when you're 55, that's yep. when you're 75, okay? Yes. And because there is always more, there's always, who says that you have grown to your full abilities? Most of us have only scratched the surface. Exactly. So 
no, there's there's a life to live, and and uh, I'm I'm so humbled to talk to you because you have developed different insights than than I or or people in my surrounding have. So thank you for opening another door for me. That is <laughs> that is beautiful. I just love these glimpses, and you never know what stacks uh, what gets stuck what's the word <laughs> you know what i mean what sticks that's what sticks yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. um michelle i'm so grateful that you came onto my show today that you shared some of the the insights that you uh, helped me see things in a different light literally about you and you how you can help and assist people to heal how can they get hold of you how can they make contact um go to michelleboulet.com and that will lead you to either currently as it is either my dance website or my coaching and healing website so there's ways to get in touch there you can follow me on instagram or facebook um you know we were talking about alignment in early in this talk, and I do have a free 15-minute audio on my healing website called Realign Towards Your Dreams. And it's it it's a little bit of um, training, educate like you know, education plus practices a person can do if they are intrigued again by by what I'm saying and and the ways that I learned and gathered information. It's a practice a person can do immediately. I've had people contact me and say, I've been doing your audio. It's been helping me more than therapy, (laughs) 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 you know, or just, um, uh, and, and I think because, because there's things of like getting the body involved, quieting the mind or being able to focus the mind and really listening to what one desires, which I think is, is the way we, we connect to what we're here to do in the life we're meant to live. Beautiful, beautiful. I think I will be one of the first ones who downloads that and and has a bit of a of a nosy there. Uh, that's brilliant. So michelleboulet.com. And I looked at your website. Uh, those of you even who who don't wish to to maybe go into the healing side, but if you just want to see some beautiful dance pictures there, uh, please. It is. I'm a photographer at heart and I've seen some of the pictures of you dancing and I'm just drooling. I'm just ah, beautiful to see you, to see you in action there. Um, it is, uh, it's just, it's lovely. You've got a lovely way with your body. There's no doubt about that. Thank you. <laughs> I'm wondering, you know, like hearing you say you're a photographer, yeah. if you relate to like how you capture a moment, because I know the way I'm saying it is, is part of the way I do it. Yeah. And I know, you know, there's every artist has a different way. Every person has a different way. They design something like some people. Yeah. It's like, let me get all of this set to then capture the moment. I'm curious <laughs> for, about you. Oh, I am. Um, when I work with a model, then I, it's similar to the interviews that I'm doing. I mm-hmm. see what comes out of the model. I see where she or he wants to go, where our our play takes us. Uh, it is. I typically want to tell a story, so I the story might be just a headshot, but I want to then show the the the, the real person in that portrait. And uh, with that, I might guide them with the light, and I might guide them with my voice. I might relax them and might might just work with them until the real, true person comes out, and then I take the picture. Yeah. And it's that either that laughter or it's that that sadness or whatever it is. Um, that is, I want to see the real thing. I don't want to have the bloody mask. If I want to do mask, then I do mask proper. Then I work with a makeup artist and we go all out <laughs> Halloween. Or we go all out, you know, whatever devil, I don't care what, then let's do that. But let's tell a story again. So for me, I work, I, 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 it could not be more boring for me than to take a picture of an, of an object. I'll do that maybe to, to do someone a favor and do some nice product photography. But that's, there is no life. Give me a person. Let me work with that person and let me bring out 
the real person. Oh, that's fun. That's that's how how I love to do. For example, we had I, I uh, quite a while ago we worked with a dancer. Now she is a dancer who hates to be photographed. So she it was an intriguing intriguing thing to actually work with her, and it I had some of the most beautiful pictures because she was just I was able to work with her she relaxed and she closed her eyes and just was dancing and I had the most incredible shots that she then did not allow us to use anywhere ever (laughs) (laughs) but it was actually so beautiful it was so beautiful to to bring the real her out and that was worth it. That was just yeah. worth the time. It was, I mean, yeah. yeah that, that's what I love about teaching and coaching. And it's just like to see someone light up with their own life is, isn't it's, it? it's one of the most beautiful things. It moves me to tears all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, oh, please. I'm, I'm so pleased that you are on this journey because there's as much giving there as there is taking. Because for all of us, when we are here doing these interviews or when you're there with your, with, your clients and work with them. What we want to do is we want to make this world a bit better. And for those of us who are on that journey and see the world changing, that tiny fraction is gives you a buzz. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. That's where I like my job as an anesthetist because the patients afterwards look at me and say, wow, thank you so much. And why did I get my knickers in a twist? Because it was such a beautiful experience. Things mm-hmm. like that, that makes you feel good. That makes you feel validated and et cetera. And, and that's, we all have been in dark places. We hated the dark places. We defined, redefined ourselves. And now we are sharing our passion and our vision. So it's it's great. So Michelle, uh, wonderful, wonderful to, to hear your insights. I'm absolutely humbled and blessed that you came onto my show. Thank you so much for your time and for your effort. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. And you guys out there, live today, Carpe Diem. Um, live right now in the moment. The past has happened. We can't do anything about it. The future hasn't even happened yet or occurred yet. So don't worry don't, about it. <laughs> exactly. Don't get too upset about the future. Live right now. Live this moment. And if there's a choice, make the choice. And if you make a bad choice, well, learn from it. And if you made a good choice, well done. Then maybe make another good choice. And so on. Life is gorgeous. Go out there. Live it to the fullest, guys. Take care of yourself. Bye. Yeah.